The following program may contain viewpoints and opinions that do not necessarily reflect those of Radio That Doesn't Suck Incorporated or its employees. Welcome to Real Estate Toronto, the radio show about buying and selling real estate in the greater Toronto area with Aura Ross from the Mulholland Ross Real Estate Team. 30 minutes of hot topics and indispensable advice from experienced professionals that work for you. Now, on with the show. Excuse me for showing up on a now. A lovely Sunday, 25 degrees. Beautiful sunny, day. Warm. Beautiful day, and it's Sunday. So who complains on Sundays? <laughs> oh, there's always people that will find something <laughs> to complain yes, about. Right. Not pointing fingers, not saying anything. Just Sun's too bright. Yeah. It's too hot. Yeah, that's right. I'm not complaining about that this year. No. No. Last week during that that super hot, humid few days, I just kept my mouth shut and enjoyed it. And, you know, when we're all sitting there in the winter and it was frozen over and, and yep. it was to be heard on every street, I cannot wait for the heat. I know. So we've got it. So we're happy. Which makes home buying a little bit more pleasant than this oh, winter. Can I tell you, it is so much nicer to stand out in a backyard well, the buyer looks at the house and hymns and haws and pictures her kids playing in the backyard in this weather. Because in the winter, it's so cold. I mean, I mean, I mean, no joke, my long johns go on in the fall. They don't come off till right about now. Because at any given day, I could find myself standing in somebody's backyard for a half an hour. Yeah, especially in the winter when you're saying, okay, well, if you can sort of... Look through the ice. Visualize. <laughs> Visualize there's grass there. Well, I find that my clients really don't appreciate it when I'm still in the warm house looking out the, the window while Waving they're in the them. backyard going, yeah, just come on in whenever you're ready. No, I, I really am more of a participatory realtor, so must dress the part. So, of course, now with the heat, the question is, what do you wear in the heat when you have to stand outside in an hour? Right. It's hard to keep that suit jacket on, I'm telling you. So... Uh, but it is June, and we're a few days away from summer. It's still spring. And we've got some of our May numbers that I wanted to share with everyone because they're, they're all good. Awesome. Yep, they're all good. Great. Well, we'll be right back. We're just going to take a short break. And you are listening to, of course, realestatetoronto.com radio <laughs> on Listen Up Talk Radio. Hi, Gene Godfrey here from Classic FM, the album-friendly intimacy of progressive FM radio, reviving the atmosphere of the early days of FM, digging deeper into the albums and going pretty much wherever we want with the hour, completely unbound. I hope you'll join me for Classic FM, any volume, anytime on demand, and a new show every Wednesday in the live stream exclusively here at RadioThatDoesn'tSuck.com. We'll see you then. Cheers. Buying or selling a home, condo, or investment property may be one of the largest transactions you'll ever make. It's important to gather as much information as you can, and preferably from experienced, successful professionals. When it comes time to make your move, call the Mulholland Ross Real Estate Team with Keller Williams Real Estate Service at 416-230-8500 or visit www.realestatetoronto.com. Whether you're making your first move or selling your much-loved family home, the Mulholland Ross Team offers over 26 years of real estate sales and service. 
service across the GTA. Listen every Sunday at 4 p.m. here on Radio That Doesn't Suck to hear the team share advice and information that will assist you with your personal wealth through real estate. Questions or topics you'd like to see covered? Email info at realestatetoronto.com or call the Mulholland Ross team at 416-230-8500. Welcome back to realestatetoronto.com radio. So it is June, which means we have our May numbers. And um, let's see, we had in May of 2014, 11,079 properties changed hands in the Toronto Real Estate Board. Brisk. That is brisk. That is up 11% over sales in 2013 for the same month. So, uh, sorry, yeah, that's huge. That is huge. There were 9,900 last year, roughly, and now we're over 11,000. Hmm. So a big, big jump. Yeah, that that's those are big, big numbers. That's a lot of transactions. Um, you know, on a positive note for the economy, they say that every time a house changes hands, <clears throat> excuse me, another fifty-two thousand dollars is spent, and I don't mean land transfer tax. Okay. I mean because that's that's a whole other yeah. conversation. We're not going there today. I promise. Um, People buy carpets, they hire a painter, they get a new TV set, they buy a new couch. Often with the new house does come the new car, set of ladders, garden tools. Mm-hmm. So a lot of money gets spent every time somebody buys or sells a home. So incidentals. Incidentals. Great for the economy. Yes. Really. So that, you know, it's just a, on a side note, people don't talk about that so much. When the numbers of real estate transactions drop, it is felt. It's like the little ripple. You feel it, for sure, in the economy. Um, So we're up 11% in the actual sales. Now, that is not price. That is just the number of sales. Number of units. Yeah, people get confused. They get these numbers thrown at them and they, you know. So that could well work out to actually a lower dollar value. Not that it would because there's all other factors involved. But theoretically, it's possible that there could be more sales but lower amount. However, that did not happen in May. Mm -hmm. Prices also went up. And prices went up on average, we've got here, as a, as a general quote, prices went up uh, da, 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 8.3%. Now let's break that down, because if you recall, a few months ago, we were talking about prices being up, but the 905 was up higher than the 416. Right. Well, year over year, now please note, again, we're not comparing April to May. We're going May of 2004 compared to May of 2013. Right. So really need to make sure that's 13. Uh, Yeah, you said 2004. Yes, we're not comparing to 2004. (laughs) But if you'd like me to next week bring in those stats, we might enjoy those. That's a great show to go back and look like a, what were we doing 10 years ago? Yeah, just for fun. We'll go back in time. So that means we all have to wear what we were wearing 10 years ago, and then we'll talk about home prices. I love it. I love it. So going back to here, though. Uh, the average price of a detached home in the 416 area code went up 9.2%. Awesome. And uh, in the 905, went up 7.9. So if you're in a detached home and you were trying to sell last May and maybe couldn't, you are now 9.2% higher. Does anyone ever look back and try and figure out all of the parameters as to why things are so different year over year? Well, I think everyone's trying to figure that out constantly. I mean, whether it's I mean, population month growth. Month. Well, you know, just just going back to this, and this is where I think most of the consumers get confused because I know 
on the news last night or it might hit today, you know, there will be that newscaster who reports the Toronto Real Estate Board numbers and they will say, you know, prices are up uh, 7.8% on average or whatever they're going to say for a detached home. Most people will think that's from last month. Right. You know, and or so you really got to know. So when we're talking about these numbers, this is year over year. So um, 416, we're up 9.2%. Incredible. I thought that was amazing. That, almost 10%. I mean, I'm, that's I'm a happy. big, big yeah. shift. Yeah. Semi-detached homes in the 416 are up 8%, 7.9%, 8%. So if you're in a semi-detached home, you know, some people say, oh, I don't want to buy a semi. I want to buy a detached <clears> because <throat> there's more value in a detached. Well, our semis are also going up. They didn't go up quite as much, but my gosh, 8 versus 9, you're up. Let's face it, anything you buy will be of value because there will always be someone like you that wants exactly a condo yep. or a townhouse or a semi yep. or detached or that's, a monster that's home. Right. You'll always and, find someone. And just remember, so if you buy something less expensive this year for a certain reason, you know, maybe it backed onto a highway or it did something that caused it to not get the top dollar that maybe another house in the neighborhood got, just know you're buying in lower. When you go to sell, you'll so sell lower than the average price at that time, but your increase will be roughly the same. Percentage-wise. Percentage-wise, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so townhouses are up in the 416 area 10.1%. So the biggest year-over-year change went to the de- to the townhouse. Is that one of the, uh, just if, if we look at this area, is that one of the biggest new types of homes going up? Aside yes. from condos, we're getting Tons one or two homes yeah. knocked down and you're getting like six or eight, ten That's units right. in the same spot. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, you can't do it everywhere. It does, you know, the city really is defining where that high density and multifamily dwelling is permitted. Right. Um but let's face it, it, it's a great alternative for those guys that don't want condo living. But they don't want the older home. They like the shiny new. They right. walk into the townhouse. Everything's shiny new, maintenance free. So these are these really appeal to I find um, professional couples or young families that really don't want to spend their weekends at Home Depot, and who have made a choice that maybe buying an older home and fixing it up every weekend isn't their bag anyway. <laughs> exactly. Or cutting the grass. And trust me, there's a lot of people that don't want to have a garden. Yeah. They want a little patio where they can have coffee and a little patch of grass just yep. for the kids to sit on. And that's it. And generally, a lot of these townhomes are near parks. So yeah. you walk across the road and you've got the green space. Look, it's a great option for family and, and, and professionals, like I say, who work a lot. You know, look at these detached homes, new or old, they require maintenance. And I, I love it when I get that couple who who um, purchases a, a renovated home and they say, what I love about it is it's maintenance free you know (laughs) everything's done we don't need to do anything well go visit them five to ten years from now and that house is in trouble because it needs work every house requires maintenance nothing's maintenance from year to year and you've got new cracks so you have to fix something plaster or paint grass grows yeah well (laughs) yeah that's terrible isn't it So uh, now the condo apartments in the 416 area code went up 7.6%. I'm happy to announce. Um, In the 905 area, didn't do as well, 4.8. But keep in mind, these are condo apartments. And for the last five years, all we've heard about is this glut 
of where the condo market's going to crash and then it's going to bring down the freehold. I mean, right. we've heard it over and over and over again, and these numbers just defy everybody else's sense of logic or whatever it is. Because I've been hearing it now is. for six months that, oh, you know, we got to put the brakes on. There's going to be a big crash or, yep. or a minor correction. And I haven't really seen that. You know, February and March were granted a little slow. But there yeah. were reasons for that. Yeah. Well, January, February were a little yeah. slow. March, April, May have been pretty good. That's good. Um, but certainly I'd say for at least, I'm going to say for about seven years, all we've heard the media talk about is this condo glut, this condo crash. But again, it's on the same line as the um, townhouses, we are seeing it a, as, a, as a lifestyle of choice. So it, it really is appealing to more and more people, the condo lifestyle. There is something about, you know, the amenities, the yep. way they look, the views. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, shut the door, go on holiday, and you don't have to contact anyone other than your concierge. No. There's no you one know? to cut the grass or water Perfect. the plants or whatever. Yep. It's just out you go. Yep. And they're also still, uh, for some people, have been fabulous investment uh, purchases. So, really, the condo market's doing well. Um just quickly, though, uh, 905, that detached home did go up 8%. The semi-detached and the 905, over 8%. Everything's up. Up, 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 up. Mm. So where did the greatest number of sales take place? If you had to guess, what price point do you think was the most popular price point in May? What, uh, what are our ranges? Well, you can you go from 0 to 100 and then 100 to 2. Like, there's a few. Okay. But where, uh, where would you guess? Throw me a number. What do you think is the most popular number? I would say right now, 500,000. Bingo. Really? Man, you're good. I need to work in this business. You're good. Between five and 600,000, we saw our greatest number of sales. That was over 900 sales. Um, four to five was also pretty high. That was just under the nine. And six to seven, just over the eight. So your biggest bulk of sales is between 400 and 800. And that's a mix of probably high-end condos. Everything. Condos, yeah. houses, detached. These are now just, you know, how many units and yeah. what price point. Uh, I always love to look at the, the high prices, though, because 155 homes did sell for over $2 million. Todd, were you one of them? <laughs> Sadly, No. And uh, we're, you know, it's so funny. Oh, my gosh. It wasn't that many years ago where it didn't even show over two million on our reports. It showed over one million. And that over one million was like seven, hmm. six, 12. You know, Number I say not too long ago, but yeah. maybe I'm dating myself. Yeah. Um, but it really wasn't that long ago where we'd get really excited about, oh, my gosh, 20 homes sold in the GTA over a million dollars. And now we're hundreds, hundreds, hundreds each month. And so. I bet you at that point, there may have been a limited number of areas where that happened. Where there were, they were sort oh, of, yeah. you know, Bridal Path, maybe Rosedale. And you now, know, everywhere. You, can, you can literally go anywhere and build a million dollar, two million dollar house. And I'm telling you, in neighborhoods that 10 years ago, you would have said, I would never live there. We are seeing the million dollar plus homes and they're selling. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny. I think it would have been 1997. I had a couple relocating from Calgary to Toronto and they had $550,000 to spend. And he thought the world was his oyster. He figured he could come to Toronto and get just about anything he needed mm -hmm. at this point. And he was so disappointed to learn that really it was 650 to 7 
at that point that would get him into any new home wow. in, in, in some of the better neighborhoods. And that his 550 was going to put him into a nice home, uh, you know, the two-story, four-bedroom family room and everything like that, but it wasn't going to put him at Young and Lawrence necessarily. Mm. So it's just funny looking back at those numbers going, well, come on back to town with that money and, um, hmm, what can I show you? What can I show Under you for seven. five? Exactly, in 2014. we've got, you know, condos, semis in certain parts of town. Certainly nothing up the Young Corridor anymore. Wow. That is anyway. frightening. Yeah. Let's take a short break. You're listening to realestatetoronto.com radio brought to you by the Mulholland Ross real estate team. We'll be right back. Annoying. Frustrating. Of course, you're referring to me. Some days. Enlightening. Engaging. And now you're referring to yourself. Most days. Yes. Just a few of the words employed to describe our show. The Mots. You'll come up with your own. Hi, we're the Mots, Paul and Carol. Inviting you to join us weekdays at 2 on Listen Up Talk Radio at talk-radio.ca. And there's an encore performance with Mots Weekend. You can check us out at themots.ca. Here's another Buying word or selling for you. Oh, I wouldn't go Condo there. or investment property may be one of the largest transactions you'll ever make. It's important to gather as much information as you can, and preferably from experienced, successful professionals. When it comes time to make your move, call the Mulholland Ross Real Estate Team with Keller Williams Real Estate Service at 416-230-8500 or visit www.realestatetoronto.com. Whether you're making your first move or selling your much-loved family home, the Mulholland Ross Team offers over 26 years of real estate sales and service across the GTA. Listen every Sunday at 4 p.m. here on Radio That Doesn't Suck to hear the team share advice and information that will assist you with your personal wealth through real estate. Questions or topics you'd like to see covered? Email info at realestatetoronto.com or call the Mulholland Ross team at 416-230-8500. Welcome back. Welcome back. And it is not the year 2004. Just let no, me know. No, no. So I don't even remember what I would have been wearing. I'll have to look at some photos on my Facebook timeline and go, what was I wearing in 2000? Oh, no, what? We didn't even have Facebook in 2004, did we? Or no, we did. They're 10 years now, aren't they? Uh, I think it was first went live 04 or 05. There you go. But it was pretty ugly. Yeah. <laughs> it was a fixer upper. <laughs> yeah. So, um... Just just sort of wanted to touch on some of the benchmarks of different neighborhoods, of what different neighborhoods have done year over year. So in the central Willowdale West neighborhood, um, the single family detached home has actually gone up 10.63%. So this is the Toronto Real Estate Board also breaks this down. Nice. So, um, you know, just for those of you who are interested, if you go to maholandross.com slash market dash watch, um, we do post the entire Toronto Real Estate Board data there for you to look through, download, print, got nothing to hide. This is public information. So if anybody's confused, they can give us a call and I can email it to them as well. But um, that's interesting. So the West Side saw a 10.63 increase. C14 on the Toronto Real Estate Board, which is the east side of Young in Willowdale, um, is seeing a 9.94. So actually, the west side is seeing a slightly bigger increase year over year. Not to say our prices are higher, just relative to where we were last year to this year. Hmm. The west so side more is activity. Yeah, interesting. Um, areas like um, Don Mills are up over ten percent. But what's really kind of interesting is uh, certain areas are down. So um, waterfront C eight community down 
a little bit. Uh, CO9, which is sort of that young St. Clair area, is only showing an increase of just about 1%. Really? Yeah, and change. Now, keep in mind, you know, I always remind people that uh, it might also depend on what the product is that's on the market at this time. Okay. So you can look at a neighborhood, especially one that's um, changing where you have bungalows and new homes. And, you know, last year all the bungalows sold. And this year they're all built as new homes and they're all selling. Well, the average price will double. Right. But it doesn't mean that bungalow doubled in price. It just means that the product that's being sold right now is a much higher price. So therefore the average price is brought up. Brought up. Right. So it isn't until we really drill down and say, okay, what are the two stories doing? What are the bungalows doing? And and we do have the means to do that as well. And we put that on our market watch on our website as well. So again, because you want your clients to compare apples to apples, not Always. apples to oranges. Yeah. And and quite you know, it look at I love being that agent who walks into someone's house and tells them their house is worth more than what they think. I don't like walking in and having to be the one who says, Yeah, I know I know that you heard that prices are up ten percent, however condos are only up four percent or right. whatever it is, you know, so um, we just want to make sure that the information people are using to make whatever choices they're making is accurate. So on that note, um, you know, one of the Facebook groups we were in uh, with a bunch of agents, someone posted the question and they said, I'm about to list um, a condo. It's a little tired. It's got um, all old carpeting. Should we redo floors in order to get it sold? That was the question. Yeah. So, of course, you got, you know, Tons of realtors throwing in their two cents. Um, but I needed more information. Like, where is the condo, first of all? Because are you already, are you in an old building where they're all being sold and they're old and people are coming in and, you know, are they inexpensive or so on? Or uh, is it in a neighborhood where this condo really should show sexy and smart because that's who's buying it and there's a lot more money there? Right. Also, she didn't give us the information as, as much as what's existing on the floors now. Can we have them professionally clean? Can the floors, if there are hardwood floors already there, can we sand them down and refinish right. them? Whatever. So it was just interesting watching all these people respond. Everybody had a different opinion, but nobody was really asking questions except for a couple of us. So led me to think, too, here's a lot of sellers or people thinking of selling this year or next year. And, of course, everybody's reading about staging and they're starting to renovate their homes thinking they're going to sell in the fall or sell in the new year. And we always say to people, if you're just, if you're about to start spending money, give us a call. Because at, for, no car, for no charge, we're going to come in and be very unbiased because we don't, it's not in our interest for you to renovate or not renovate. We're not your contractors. So we can be very unbiased and we can tell you, well, if you do this, here's the return you're going to see out right, of it. Exactly. You know, so you don't ever want to um, spend five bucks to make five bucks. And in home renovations, you definitely don't want to spend 10000 to make 10000 because the hassle and the mess and the stress involved is not worth it. So if you're going to spend 10000 you want to see 20, 30 back. You want to see that money come back two to five times. There are those types of renovations where you'll get a one-to-one -one return. Yeah. 
Uh, and there are others where you will definitely see a big increase for your money. Absolutely. And look, at the, we're talking staging. We're not talking about maintenance issues that are no. causing deterioration in your home that must be looked after that will not actually put more money in your home. It will just get your home sold. So, for example, when someone says to me, um, I spent $10,000 getting the asbestos out of my attic to put in all good insulation. Well, a buyer's not going to pay you extra for that. The buyer's assumption is there is no asbestos in the attic. Yes. So you want to make, and but that had to be done. Or a buyer wouldn't buy the house because, hey, there's asbestos in the attic. So I don't, that's probably not a negative return, but it's, it's just something you need to do. You just need to do. Yeah. Um, now, renovating a kitchen can be great. However, I've walked into people's homes where the kitchen was fine. It wasn't fancy, but it was fine and it was functional. But we had a water issue in the basement. So at that point, you might want to turn around and go, hey, you're going to have to spend money on that water issue because no matter how fancy we make this kitchen... The buyers are going to be concerned about that water issue. And now you won't see that great return on your kitchen because the buyers are going to discount whatever you've done in the house based on they have to deal with the water. Yeah. We can't live in our basement because of this issue. That's right. So, um, you know, that's when even when I send my stager into to people's homes and she walks around and tells them how to pretty them up, I'm still extremely involved in what has to be done in order to not scare buyers away, in order to make sure the buyers want this house. And if we do a home inspection, um, that it goes through okay, that nothing terrible is going to become revealed at that moment that will kill everything. I have a difficult question for you. Okay, I'll, when, I'll do my best. When someone's considering a either a stager or they're going to do it themselves. They've, mm -hmm. they've walked through, maybe they've had you, and you said, oh, yeah, I really need some paint. we got to get rid of this carpeting, do the floors. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the couch is looking a little ratty, that sort of thing. I guess it really makes sense, and this is really my question, is does it make sense to have more of a neutral theme or personalization to the house? Because from what I've heard, when buyers walk into a house where it's heavily personalized to someone's tastes, it's harder for them to imagine themselves living there. Even though it's all new paint and all new right. furniture, it's just, it's not their taste. Yep. So then they have to think, okay, when I move in here, I've got to do all this again. That's right. And neutralization is, yeah. I mean, really, that's what our stagers are doing. They're, they're depersonalizing. Now, I'm always careful with this one because I do believe a happy family portrait on a wall is a good thing. I walk into enough homes with my buyers, and when they see a happy family portrait, they feel good. They're happy in this house. Maybe I can be happy in this house. And you see all the photos of the 19 grandchildren. They no, go, They've that's been here a, a bit while. much. Yeah. That, that's a bit much. And when we see the really busy family walls, sadly, it usually has to come down. Yep. Um, we actually, I had hoped to have my stager here this week, and she got called off um, last minute. But um, next week, I'm hoping to bring Carolyn in. Because she can offer us some other insight on, on those ideas. But certainly keeping things neutral, because again, from an agent's point of view, I can walk someone into a house where the space is amazing. The room is gorgeous and someone picked a bland, dark color for their walls. And I can tell you, no matter how much a buyer says they can see past paint, they will walk into that room and say, this room feels dark. Right. And I can say, okay, but there's 14 pot lights and and a floor-to-ceiling, wall-to-wall window facing south. So logic tells me this room is not dark. It's the paint because I'm seeing the windows. I'm seeing the pot lights. Uh, this is a bright room. They've got it painted the wrong color. We will still have a buyer look at me and say, no, it's yeah. dark. 
Well, kind of leads me back to that question about the carpeting in the condo. Mm. You have to sit there and determine, is it worthwhile for the couple that's living there, the person that's living there to rip it all out, put something in or say it's as it is. It's not bad, but it's not to everyone's taste. And then let the buyer come in. Well, that's a great point. And and, and I love that because I get people saying that all the time. You know, Aura, we were going to paint, but we figured no one would like our choice. So we're going to let the buyer do it. And right. the thing is, you kind of can't. Well, I'm not going to say you can't. I'm, I have to qualify this. Where are you? What's your price point? What's going on in your neighborhood? All of those things matter because it really isn't a, a whitewash statement. However, the buyer's can't see past it most of the time so yes you know buyers might not like all your choices but now you're not going to choose a color that you like you're going to choose a color that the masses like and that tends to be a cream or a taupe of some sort so i love it when the sellers say i would never paint my house this color let the buyer do it it's like well if it put ten thousand extra in your pocket would you do it so you're you're basically coming up with a blank canvas you you, you gotta get rid of that bad carpet the, the, the just needs some freshening up, you know, don't paint it fuchsia yeah. or dark brown, right. paint it white cream, right. kind of neutral where people will come in and go, yeah, okay, I can do something with this. And, and at the same token, I'm the same agent that will walk into some people's places and say, please don't paint your place looks fine. We can, you know, touch up a few pl- dings where you've dinged your doors or whatever, but you're fine. Let's go. Let's focus on what's most important. Excellent. Well, hopefully we'll talk to the stager next week. Yeah. Uh, we'll be right back. So my point being about the uh, the stager, generally a good idea, whether it's you or the stager, to come in and say, what do you th- throw these questions to you to say, okay, we were thinking about doing the carpeting, we were thinking yep. about painting, we were thinking about doing A, B, and C. Is and it something we need to do? That's right. Or do and we then, sell it? Then we go through with it and we try to figure out where do you need, if you're going to spend money, where do you need to? Should you? Should you not? Right. Um, we also, uh, at the Mulholland Ross team, we have a handy guy that we use on a lot of our properties. You know, little things like recock around a tub. Recock around your sink. It makes it look fresh, right? That's like my number one trick in a bathroom. And um, a lot of times he'll call me while he's in the house and he'll say, Aura, I'm sitting here with your seller and now she wants me to do this, this and this and this. And Aura, from where I'm sitting, I don't know if that is going to bring him more money. Right. And I love, you know, I am so grateful to have a handy guy like that on my team because he's looking after me, but he's looking after my sellers. And um, I can then turn to him and say, no, no, she's right. We definitely want that thing done because that will affect price. But the other two things, you're right. Let me talk to her. Yeah. Let's let's save her some money and let's make sure we're not spending money in areas we don't need to. So I find it really sad when I go into people's homes and they've already done everything. They've rented their furniture. They've painted. They've done all this stuff. But I'm still looking at a huge blemish somewhere in the property that's going to cost the money if they don't look after it. So look at they the big sp- things first. And they, sp- yeah, don't spend in the areas that aren't going to give you the return. And again, we're going to go spend more time on that next week. And I think Carolyn's going to bring us a little checklist to go through. Save money for the new property because you may need something for the new property. <laughs> there you go. Because maybe wherever you bought, they didn't neutralize. Ooh, <laughs> Fuchsia, here I come. <laughs> we'll catch you right back here next Sunday at 4 p.m. on Listen Up Talk Radio, talk-radio.ca. 
Thank you for listening to Mulholland Ross Real Estate Radio on RadioThatDoesn'tSuck.com. Tune in every Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time as the team brings you weekly tools, tips, and discussions with thought leaders for both buyers and sellers in the sometimes confusing world of residential real estate. Is there a topic you'd like to hear or want to get in touch with the team? You can email feedback at RadioThatDoesn'tSuck.com or call the team at 416-230-5900. 